Welcome, ladies and gents. We have some special guests on today. Yay! Special in what sense? Um, one rides a short bus. Okay. <laughs> the other is my best friend. Well, oh. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm wait, kidding. Wait, 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 I'm wait, because wait, wait, Momo's wait. your best friend, right? Yeah. yeah. You're I was my best say, friend, which baby. Which way is that yeah. one? You're my best friend, baby. Yeah. Um. <laughs> she's gonna hit me. Um. <laughs> So, oh, you already have the snorting on uh, on the podcast. That's good. You're going to edit that out, right? No. We're yeah, keeping that totally. up. Definitely keeping that up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the Debatable Podcast. Today is a special episode. We're going to talk about movies that I guess it's an, I guess it's across the board. We didn't like the first time we saw them. Yeah. And we have watched them again, and we're going to see if opinions have changed. Yeah, historically, uh, movies that we historically have not enjoyed upon uh, first viewing that we're giving a second chance. Yeah. Do you think, like for me, a little bit of a primer, um, uh, Fernando and I had this ongoing thing called the AI treatment. You would give, uh, um, we kept saying, you're going to give that movie the AI treatment. It, it stems from... Uh, the fact that AI sucks? Oh, wait, what? Okay, no, just, it doesn't stem from that. Oh. But... It's it's not as okay. So, originally, I hated AI. Walked out of it. Okay. Um, and the uh, the idea is that hey man, you should watch that movie again. You might have you might change your opinion. Just what we're doing today. Right. And uh, I kept saying yeah yeah I'll do that I'll do that. And I kept putting it off, kept putting it off, and it got to the point that whatever we said, whenever we said oh yeah I will watch that movie to give it another chance, mm-hmm. but never do it. That's called the AI trick. Okay. So you haven't watched AI again. I did, so no longer, it's almost defunct okay, now. Gotcha. So uh, we also had another one, the layer cake treatment, mm. where uh, that is a movie that you say, you know, I didn't like it that much, and you keep putting it up, but you finally watch it, and it's fantastic, and it blows your mind. That was the layer cake treatment. Okay. See, I, I've always kind of gone the opposite way, where I, if I don't like a movie when I see it the first time, I don't ever feel the need to revisit it again. There That's... are movies that I watch that I like, and then over time they kind of deteriorate for me. But I've never gone back and watched a movie that I didn't like. That's interesting. Actually, it's really funny because I actually agree with him. But see, that's interesting because I don't understand that. You have to watch it a few times, I would say at least two times, to get through, A, your expectation, mm-hmm. and B, uh, the hype around it. But what if it's hyped? Mm, I mean, I can't, I can't think of an example off the top of my head of a movie that's been hyped for me that I didn't really like. What about than- the Die Hard movie? Die Hard 4? Mm-hmm. Never went back and watched it because I hated it. Yeah, but was it? But but don't you think that a certain a level of that could have been expectation and hype? What if you mm. see it again without that? Uh, no, I, I don't think that. I think I just didn't <laughs> like the movie because so you guys are both you guys are both fine with your gut instincts, your gut like if your first your first read on a movie. There are so many movies out there that you really shouldn't be wasting time with movies that you don't. That you don't like it's very the first time. rare that I've actually seen a movie that I didn't like a second time, and a lot of times there's I usually have the same opinion. Mm-hmm. Every now and then I can go back and look at something and be like, you know what, they did a really good job. This particular person did a good job in this, but right. this person really did annoy me. But I'm also the type of person that like, and I don't know how you guys are, but I'm also the type of person who, if I don't like an actor or actress in it, I just won't see the movie anyway. You can't get past it. 
Yeah, so... So, I, I realized just now, we, as we've been talking for like five minutes, and I did this with the last podcast, I didn't introduce you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. So let me introduce you guys. I was being very flippant at the beginning of it. Dan Tyag joining us yes. here today and making her official debut on the Debatable Podcast, my girlfriend, Monique Morgan. Yay! Yay. It's not really my first time... Kind of on the... Well, yeah. I guess. It's it's your first official time on this podcast. There were, I think, two other times. You were definitely at the beginning of the Troy Jeffrey Allen when we were talking about that stuff at the beginning of that episode. But your official, official... I'm making my... 64 episodes in, I think. Yeah. It's because usually you're kind of shushing me so I can't give my opinion. Because half the time I don't agree with stuff or I want to give my opinion on stuff. Like, I still want to give my opinion on Doctor Who... When you guys were talking about Doctor Who, we weren't there. talking crap about it. I know, but I still wanted to give my opinion. But you know, we'll talk about that later. She loves Doctor Who, ladies and gents. You could go back in time and be part of that episode. I'm not gonna mess up the time continuum. Oh uh, yeah, I guess. Fucking nerds. I'm in a nerd sandwich. Um, so anyway, That's wibbly wobbly nerd sandwich. There were. <laughs> there, oh my god! I don't even get that. Okay. the pond. Okay. So anyway. Actually, no. Don't. We have a mission today, was the point, um, and getting back to it, so it's interesting that you guys go with your gut instinct, that you don't feel a need to to watch a movie several times. I, I personally feel like if, if it's a movie that other people love, and I hate it, I will give it at least two tries to, to okay. see if I see through their eyes what they like so much about it. Okay. So, like, uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I, I, yeah, I just I can't think of anything. Well, AI is a perfect example. That's a movie that I had a, a, a strong hatred for right out the gate and uh, even walked out of the movie. And it took years of other people that I actually respect their opinion saying, hey, go check it out. It got to the point where Fernando was bothering me so much about it. It really bugged him. It really bugged him that I wouldn't even give it a chance, or at least see the end of it, because I walked out of it, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, there were two other movies, and they both have to do with my selection today. Um, in, in it, Well, at least one of them does. But let's talk about like the, the one that I, comes to mind just last year was The World's End. Okay. That's a movie that was really lukewarm when I saw it in the theater, and I wasn't really like big on it. Everybody... like. Th- it was, a, it was a divisive film. There were a lot of people that felt the same way, lukewarm about it, like I did. And then there were people that absolutely loved it. Like, you know, I think it's because of Edgar Wright. You know, they're yeah. excited that Edgar Wright has another movie out there. So do you think that their love of it had to, had anything to do with the actual quality of the movie? Or yeah. was it just because it was kind of the third movie in the in the Cornetto trilogy? They were just, they were just ready for it. You know, yeah. they were ready and excited for it. And I think that they kind of for, forgave the... The problems it might have in the second mm-hmm. half. Seeing it again on home video now, we we've watched it like two more times. Yeah, we watched it two more times, and the second time around, I actually really liked it. Yeah, she really likes the uh, the story, and I, I like it a lot too. I think that it's a it's a it's a grower, not a shower. But it's we'll the same with Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz took a moment to grow on me I too. I can see that. Yeah. Because I like Shaun of the Dead. I loved from the beginning. Yeah. And I don't usually like zombie films. Yeah. Like anyone who knows me knows I don't like zombies. So Shaun of the Dead was a shock for me right. to like it. But Hot Fuzz actually took me like the second or third time to actually watch it. Right. And then I finally bought it and I was like, oh my god, I have this myself. This right. is kind of weird. I never buy movies that mm-hmm. I hate. Re- recently, Monique did uh, get the chance to layer cake treatment a movie. And it was a movie that she hated so much, so vehemently that bile Is would, it really a layer cake though? Like, build, so, I, I don't... That would build... No, no, no. You say that it's a layer cake of no. shit. 
No, no, no. I'm talking about another movie that oh, we watched movie. in in okay. in, uh, in around Christmas. The movie, The Wizard of Oz, mm. that you forever, forever oh, hated. Of Oz. Yes, oh. forever hated. She, and and I asked her why? Why won't you watch this? Why don't you like this? And I boiled it down to a part of it. A part of it, not all of it, but a part of it is because of the flying monkeys. The flying monkeys, I didn't like. Even though I was entertained by the witch, I really, really didn't like the witch. But my mother doesn't like the movie, therefore I don't really like. Like my mom wouldn't really watch the movie. I felt the movie was boring. And to be honest, I like The Wiz. I'm black, so I grew up with The Wiz as okay. a play and as a movie. So for me, that's really my take on The Wizard of Oz. So it's always been really odd for me to kind of watch this other movie as a classic. And then I tried to read the book too, and the book is really boring to me. So like, I'm just, I just never felt a connection to it. So rewatching it though. Did anything soften for you, or do you still vehemently hate the movie? I finally realized that the three guys that actually worked at her farm were the three guys that yeah. were actually the Scarecrow and the Harley Lion. I never realized that the before. The Lion and the... Yeah, uh, I, I never realized that Tim before. Um, I do appreciate their acting in the movie. I think Dorothy still annoyed me. I still think that I didn't understand the whole point of the witches. Like, there's still things I didn't understand. Well, I mean, um, like a, not to get too academic, but they say that there's a lot of allegory there about... Yeah the uh, bankers from the east coming to take the farms so hmm. the wicked witch yeah, the wicked witch of the east being the uh, the bankers the, the money men yeah. coming and, to take farms and we farms. have to talk about that afterwards for me to actually get some of that because right. I was just like I don't understand anything that's happening right. in this film but um, I mean it gives me a whole different perspective of how I watch, how I read Wicked because I mm -hmm. did read that book and that's Interesting. Right. Have you had another movie other than uh, what we're going to talk about today recently? That I've revisited yeah. after disliking it? Yeah. I can't think. I mean, I really do just kind of abandon movies once I find that I don't like them. Right. You know, I can't. Like, it's, it's amazing to me that you're, 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 um, you so trust your gut well, instinct. Well, for the most that. part, it, they're movies that people don't argue with me about. Well, like, well, name a movie that you really don't like. Like, okay, Van Helsing. I okay. saw it in the theater. I We're not going to argue with this. There was a lot of bile built up yeah. with me no, about see, Van Helsing. No, if you had said like the anime Helsing, I would have been like, right. "What the hell is wrong yeah. with you?" But Van Helsing's horrible. Because so. you know what else? Like, I got a bunch of people together to go watch Van Helsing, and I'm like, "Man, this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> Let's have a great time." We saw it at the Senator, I think. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of Sin City. But anyway, it was supposed to be a fun night out. And it was terrible. See, the thing so, is uh, that it's impacted by you not just ruining your night, but ruining, ruining everyone else's. Yeah. Yeah. I think Hanyak to this day like is still mad at me for taking him to see Van Helsing. <laughs> it's alright, I hold a, a grudge yeah. against uh, Tim Foreman for uh, taking me to, uh, to uh, Ballistic X vs. Sever. Oh my god, yeah, you That's a great movie. It got, it got you to paid the, money for that? Yeah, it got to the point that in our group we used to banter about uh, uh, X vs. Sever ever the best movie ever yeah yeah and it's true yeah um you guys uh took me to transformers i hated that I yeah watched. sure in fact i haven't seen any of the sequels the you're not missing one, much the first one was one of those movies where i could have taken it or leave it like mm -hmm. left it because yeah. i was kind of like indifferent yeah it's not a bad movie but it's not a movie that i i didn't see it in theaters thank god but yeah don't ever the, se the second one gets a lot of the hate yeah okay 
Yeah, I hear yeah. that that one's even worse. Yeah. Um, but the, they kind of improved with the third one from what the, I understand. I didn't even the, try with the third one. I didn't even watch yeah. it. The one movie that uh, people do argue with me about is the one that I actually watched again for this podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. I think because, uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to get to that. That's uh, that's going to be the second movie we're going to talk about today. I think that the first one should be my pick, uh, not just because I'm the host, but because um, it's the best, it's the best movie of the. Three because it's it's gonna take the shortest amount of time for me to say <laughs> my my okay. thoughts on. Fair uh, I think that you were almost. I think you were almost set aback, and 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 a piece of your heart got pulled out of your chest when I said I didn't like Mystery Men. It's been um, a point of contention for us through the years. I would say because why? Why is know, that? I, you know, and the thing is that I haven't watched Mystery Men <laughs> in a very very long time. So your so your memory of it was it's so probably, positive. Yeah, it's probably really positive. I mean, it's been what it came out in what 1999. So it's man, been it really over ten years. Yeah. Um, I remember being awesome. I was like, man, this is a great movie. Wow. Yeah. I, 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 li- I like that I'm trying to argue with yeah. teenage Dan, with a yeah, 17-year-old, 16-year-old exactly. Dan. with my rose-colored glasses version of, of Mystery Men. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, okay, so I'll, I, I'll start this off with um, a, a comparison. There were two movies that came out in 1999, and I had the same reaction to both. This movie, Mystery Men, and the other one was Bowfinger. I didn't like either one of oh, them. Oh man, you didn't like Bowfinger. I didn't like. I would have made you watch that again. In fact, no, no. Th- this is this is the part. Uh-huh. There, there's I a divergent like path. There's a divergent path. I'm gonna get to that. There's a divergent path here. Uh, when we went to go see Bowfinger in the theater, it was my friend, her boyfriend, and a couple other people, uh, and uh, they paid for me. And uh, I was like, oh, that's cool, man. You know, they just went where. I was so disappointed with the movie that at the end of it, I tried to convince I think the person that paid for it was my friend's boyfriend I, I tried to convince him that I would pay him back I was like I, I let me pay you back because really <laughs> I I feel bad that you paid for my experience I just hated that movie that much it wasn't until a couple of years later I saw it again on home video and then throughout college and everything and it is genius it is a fantastic movie it's a movie that definitely didn't get justified like the justified yeah. dessert so. I think a lot of people warmed on it I what, think there weren't people well, that what was it do you remember what it was that you didn't like about it um, it was really I don't know if you know I don't know if I was bringing Eddie Murphy baggage in there uh, he was already starting to do less and less the, the movies that I grew up I on the coming to America professor territory yeah, yeah. right so it got the first one's still good though it got it got to the point where that that baggage was there and also I thought it was a pretty uh, lame movie as far as the sense of humor there I mean you're having kind of like you know uh, uh, ninja scenes and you're having like you know them shooting shooting the movie it's all kind of goofy Right. It's a goofy movie. Yeah, it's, it's totally not, goofy. It's not until you get past it and find the Hollywood satire in there. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not too different than Get Shorty. It's very. They're both very similar in the way that they kind of skewer Hollywood uh, creation, Hollywood sets. See, I would figure that you would have enjoyed it just based on the the movie about movie making aspect yeah. of it. You know? Yeah. You're you're a young filmmaker, right? Yeah. You're in high school. Yeah. Yeah. I can just imagine high school Greg just looking at this and going, "Man, this is bullshit. That's not how it is. Yeah. That's not how it is in Hollywood." I yeah, I can't for the life of me remember what my my stick was with this. But on the other hand, with Mystery Men, yeah, I do remember why my pro- what my problem was. 
1997, one of the greatest American films ever committed to celluloid came out. It was called Batman and Robin. Okay. Yes. Joel Schumacher's Batman and Robin. Good one. Sure. Mm. Mystery Men, and having revisited it, I remember even better now, looks like Batman and Robin. Okay. It's lit like it. Costumes, set design, almost everything. I guess I did not have a problem with the way Batman and Robin was shot or lit, per se. But but it. What There's I'm saying. There's a problem with everything else. Yeah, with Batman exactly. and Robin. What, what, I, what I'm saying. No, what I'm saying, saying like, is that it looked like Batman and Robin. Uh, so my the bile of Batman and Robin held and the fact over. That it's a comic book. There were a lot of movies that came out in the late 90s, early 2000s that were action superhero or superhero comedy that that had the same look to them. I don't remember any nipples on any of the costumes <laughs> of Mystery Men. No. No? No. You're right about that. You're right about that. Unless you, you look at uh, uh, Greg Kinnear's uh, sponsor uh, That's true. Yeah, that's true. His suit was very bad. His suit. Yeah. Okay, so Mystery Men is a movie that you would think it would be impossible to not be great, considering the talent that's in it. Can I go down the list of please, who's in please this? Do. Please do. It's ben all-star. Stiller, yeah. who at the time was one of the biggest comedy actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, William H Macy. He was he was up and coming at that point. I think this was after uh, this was after Fargo. So it was, as far as cr- it was comedy, Fargo, yes. But but it, I feel like he wasn't as well known as it, he would that's be. That's what I was sure. gonna say. It was like it was like where people were kind of like, hey, I know this guy's in this, but I don't mm-hmm. know his name. Uh, Hank Azaria, who most people probably only know from The Simpsons or The Birdcage, if they're if they're looking for li- um, live action stuff. I was gonna say The Birdcage is yeah, always gonna yeah. be my favorite movie with him. In but it. a lot of people know him from The Simpsons, seriously. Well, yeah, I mean, everyone knows him as the voice of almost every character on the show. Mm-hmm. But um, more com- my personal fave is more the more comedy uh, um, greats. I mean, Paul Rubens. He's uh, very good at it. I yeah. love me some people. Uh, Janine Garofalo is fantastic in it. Yeah. yeah. Jeffrey Rush is the great bad guy in there. Yes. Uh, Casanova Frankenstein. And it took Eddie, me a moment to realize that was him. Yeah. Eddie Izzard. Ez- Izzard. Artie Lang. You got Greg Kinnear, of course. Mm-hmm. Ricky Jay, also known, also a, a, a magician, actor in a lot of David Mamet movies. Mm-hmm. But he's got a uh, he's a great actor. Tom Waits. So this movie, like Dane out. Cook. Can I say <laughs> Dane Cook Dan- has a fucking cameo in there? His and it's cameo awesome. is actually really good. But I hate. And uh, I saw Dana Gould. Dana Gould, the comedian Dana Gould, for like uh, two mm-hmm. seconds. So this came out before like the big superhero movie. Extravaganza that started, I think, with like Spider Man and yeah. X Men and yeah, all yeah. that. This but was like parodying no, movies like. because you had things like Blade and Matrix Oriel. It was not. It was before the burst of Marvel superheroes. Oh, okay. So this was, oh, this was like parodying movies like Batman and Robin, I think. Surely, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, surely. But it, the problem. So the problem for me is that. The movie tries to, to, to milk a lot of comedy from the ineptitude of these, uh, you know, B, C, or Z level superheroes uh-huh. that don't have superpowers. They're just, you know, they're just regular people that have their, you know, have special names or have their own costumes that they throw together. Yeah. And to be fair, Kel Mitchell actually. I I, I was I was gonna throw oh, that sorry. in there. That's All one right. of my criticisms. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if if anything, so so I feel like the movie. Before I get to to the other things, uh, I feel like the movie. 
Kick-Ass does a lot better True. at capturing what what the comedy or what the the possibilities of this movie were. But here's the thing, because Mystery Men is a comic book itself. Kick-Ass is also a comic book. Do you ever think that maybe Mystery Men influenced Kick-Ass? I mean, maybe, but in execution, the movie is still oh, yeah, not no, the great. Movie, Thematically, they're the very similar, for, though. They're very yeah, similar, yeah. Kick-Ass yeah. is the better movie. Yeah, definitely. I think that I think the issue here is that Okay, first of all, we got to get past the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is that it's dated. It's incredibly okay. dated. Music, definitely. Even watching it now, Smash Mouth. I mean, that uh, immediately wait, takes you Smash back. Mouth. That uh, immediately takes you back to your high school. All Star. <laughs> one of the greatest movie song tie-ins. It was one of those songs in that every trailer. I was gonna say it. no. I'm like, it's. Whenever I think of Smash Mouth, I always think of every single day I go on Teen like romance comedy yeah. film that came out mm-hmm. around yeah. that time and then all of a sudden for it to be in this movie like we're so just like wouldn't this turn into like a teen romance yeah <laughs> it, it definitely was one of the most popular songs of the, of the late 90s 1999 yeah. 98 everybody knows that song. yeah so that right there and also i gotta say that uh kel mitchell is um is probably He's the one that I feel like is okay. Here's this 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 tack in the board, and it won't let the movie like go into 2014. It it's like held back in 1999 because of Kel Mitchell. Where is his Where is because his career? His star didn't rise after Mr. That, where is I mean, his? That's actually, what I'm saying. The thing is, is that what's really sad is Kel Mitchell actually was such a well known like comedian at the time, especially for a young comedian. Like I said, he was. But where is he in 2014? Hiding in Kenan Thompson's dressing room. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I mean. Yes, he, he has a family. Like I, I looked it up. He has a family. He has he has his own, own life now. But I'm saying. But he actually was pretty substantial at that time, especially for his age. My point is that. And he has other things outside of Mystery Men. Like I told I mean, you, I remember subjective, him being I feel like that argument Steve doesn't Harvey hold up. on all of that, and I remember subjective, him having his own show. Hold on, so, like, subjectively. Hold on, subjectively. What I'm saying is, Kel Mitchell is of a generation and of a type of uh, comedian and on t- on uh, was on a show, none of which I watched. He was not part of my generation. Well, he's he not wasn't... part of my generation. But I'm that, your age. That's so. like saying, oh, and I can't I... watch Die Hard because William Atherton didn't become a household name after... No, that's you know. not at all. William Atherton's fantastic in he there. He's fantastic. He's fantastic but, in but Real you, Genius. But you're saying like, oh, I'm, I see. You know, he's not very popular now. So like, when I watch no, no, Die Hard, no, no, I can't. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm. I was exaggerating that for comedy. It's not that he's not a big star now that makes it dated. It's that it it is part of a zeitgeist of people from your generation, people from a, gener- a couple years younger than me that grew up on that on his show, that grew up on his presence on TV shows. So you think he was None too of- young for the rest of the cast in the show? No, the too movie. young for me. He's not, he wasn't part of my generation. You were like literally like a no. year or two younger no, 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 older than no, me. No, no, you don't understand. If you are not in the zeitgeist of a sh- my so-called life, if you were in high school, if you were a senior in high school, and that was the popular show with sophomores or whatever, you might not watch it. When I was... I actually didn't watch My So-Called Life, but I knew of it. But I knew who was in it. Put it in that perspective. In the same perspective of, I never watched Buffy in high school because it was... 
a zeitgeist. It was part of a group. Decent amount of your life. My point is with Kel Keenan and Kel, that was not a show that I watched, nor anybody that was my age watched. And you didn't watch all that, and you didn't watch yeah, Steve no. Harvey show. Because you didn't if watch you look at his other stuff that he was in, no, exactly, I didn't. So by that fact, when but I then, think of Keenan, because Do you know Amanda because of Bynes that, then? Huh? because she also came from all. No, I don't watch anything with Amanda Bynes either. My point is with Kel Mitchell. The oh, if I haven't watched anything else that he, what what is this? Yeah. No, 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 finish, 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 finish. You're just you, like showing these glances. If back you haven't work. watched anything with Kel Mitchell, the okay. only thing I've watched with Kel Mitchell is Mystery Men. Therefore, okay. that's what keeps it like dated in my mind. It's not. It, it, William Atherton has been in other things other than uh, Die Hard that I can take him out of the box. So, but you're saying because Kel Mitchell is in this movie, that's also a detraction. He's, he's not good in it. Because I actually like he's him. not that I good in it. Like him in the, in I the, don't like him in this movie. He's he he is uh, goofy, and it adds to the overall problem with the leads too. They're super. I obnoxious. guess the more important question is: Is he better in this or in Good Burger? Good burger. That's another. See, that is exactly what I'm talking about. Good burger. Good, <laughs> good burger. Good burger was no. Good burger was like really popular with mm-hmm. sophomores I when I was a high, you, when not, I was a senior. Not having seen Good Burger in probably 15 years or whatever, it's <laughs> it's a shitty movie. It was probably good at the time. I was having this conversation kind of in mini with uh, Ryan Thomas mm. about Ace Ventura. Like I remember Ace Ventura being awesome. Sure. But I haven't seen it in many many sure. many many I've years. I've watched so. Ace Ventura. And I actually don't like it anymore. I'm sure it doesn't hold up. I used to be of the opinion that the sequel was better because of the sketch comedy uh, part part of it, like the right. the the vignette um, structure of it. Uh, it's still funny, but both of them are very. I think both of them are really. I good. think as a as a sequel to this, not that we're done yet, but as a sequel to this, we should probably go back and watch movies that we really liked and see if they. Oh sure, I'm sure. I I actually did a survey out on on Facebook to see what people like how their opinions changed mm-hmm. on movies that Can they originally say, hated or loved and uh, it was really surprising. Can I just say for um, for Jim Carrey all his movies that I used to like only two of them I actually still like which is The Truman Show and uh, uh, Eternal Sunshine. Those are the only two movies I have those are getting into later, more See, serious. See, that's what I'm saying. Though. That's interesting because both of those movies are when he was trying to break out of being rubber, rubber face. I feel like the but mask. I still love still him. Up, you think so? I don't I think, think so. so. No. No. Yeah. The mask can't hold no, it. No, it doesn't. No, I haven't seen it in. And I maybe... never saw Larry the Cable Guy, so I don't know how that. Huh? I never saw the Cable Guy movie. Larry the Cable Guy oh, is sorry. not the movie. What's the name of the movie? The Cable Guy. The cable guy. <laughs> it's not about Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was two different people. The cable guy is a fantastic But I will say... Ben Stiller, you did a great job. But I will say, Jim Carrey's still pretty funny on In Living Color. Sure. I have rewatched yeah. In Living Color. And let me, I think let me, get a, let me steer us back on track. Okay, yeah, My whole back. thing with get, Mystery Man... back on the road. Okay. The Mystery Men, yeah, so with Mystery Men, of course, I, you know, also I'm kind of surprised it's not Ben Stiller who directed it. For the, for the longest time, the memory in my head was that he directed it, and uh, probably, probably comes from... Probably would have been from, a better movie. Who, who probably, directs it? Uh, uh, Kinka Usher? Hmm. Who? 
Kinka Usher, who is a well-known uh, music, uh, not nah, music, uh, commercial director. Okay. And this was the only movie that he made, um, the only film he made, and then he went back to doing uh, commercials. He's and a good friend. Rightfully of, so, apparently. Yeah. He's uh, there's two there's two weird things in this movie. There's two weird what. What? Keep talking. What? There are two weird things in this movie about that that are like um, featured in this movie. One of them is the Goody Mob as the not so Goody Mob. Yes, that's funny, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, really hilarious. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is that Kinko Usher. Wanted, fun to see Cee-Lo? It was. I mean, it was interesting. It was fascinating to see this time capsule, but uh, not so Goody Mob, not so funny mob. Let's say that. No, I know that, but I'm just saying. Kinka Usher, like, one of the things that they outline on a couple of sources that I read, Wikipedia, IMDb, is that he's really good friends with Michael Bay. Mm -hmm. And Michael Bay Mm. shows up in this movie as the leader of the frat guys, the brewski guys. Nice. And it's funny seeing Michael Bay doing a little bit of uh, acting. Because you you only see him in a couple things in some of the bad boy movies, and he he has some featured stuff in his own stuff. But seeing him in this, I kind of laughed. So, I guess... All right, the question would be, what what didn't you like about it when you first okay. saw it? And then, what didn't you like about it this time? It was incredible. Okay, so originally when I'm thinking about it, you yeah. know, I'm thinking about how, how I saw it back in 1999. And it's because it looked so goofy and fake uh-huh. and rubber uh, like Batman and Robin. But also, watching the movie, I remember how obnoxious I found the leads. Okay. And it wasn't until Janine Garofalo showed up that I really liked kind of her comedy chemistry that she brought to that group, especially with Stiller, because they're, you mm-hmm. know, good friends and everything. Yeah, I agree. But with, um, even with Paul Rubens, I thought he was obnoxious as uh, the spleen. Uh, I thought uh, Kel Mitchell was, was uh, obnoxious. I especially thought that Hank Azaria was uh, uh, was obnoxious. Isn't he doing an accent the whole time? Yeah, he's yeah. Like, for the most part, he's trying to play kind of a British Indian, uh, okay. a, a British, yeah, uh, yeah, um, kind of a the Blue Raja. He's playing he's playing this kind of uh, um, colonial yeah. British uh, Indian accent. And he throws silverware, right? He th- yeah, he throws forks. Okay. Forks. And and they kind of make comedy of the forks. And why why are you throwing a spoon? And I thought, well, man, this is this is getting close to the room. <laughs> all the all the yeah. spoon throwing. But uh, no, there was there were highlights. I I had some notes, but I uh, I unfortunately lost them. But my Me too. You did? Yeah. You lost them too? Yeah. <laughs> um, Am I the only one who didn't take notes? No, it's all right. It's all right. I'm winging it. Um, I, I do remember some highlights. I did like uh, Greg Kinnear in this. He was funny. He's very I arrogant. Agree. I think the... Uh, I mean, we're going to spoil it a little bit, right? Oh, no. I mean, spoil his, it the fact that they kill him off and he's yeah. supposed to be the... Bi- I, I mean, that's, yeah. that's pretty unique. That's pretty you know? good. But the fact is, is that I haven't seen this movie since 1999. And having seen that done other places, mm-hmm. it, it kind of had no effect on me. I wasn't like, wow, that's pretty... Because I've seen movies like 15 Minutes where they killed De Niro halfway through and... You know, kind of reset who mm-hmm. who the main character was. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. For the time, I can imagine if I went back, I'd be like, "Wow, that's amazing." Um, I liked them meeting um, uh, Casanova, Frankenstein in his limo. The when the group when the band is together, when the group is together, that's a fun scene. 
Uh, Greg Kinnear was really good. He was, you know, short-lived, but he was great as this arrogant, um, like, almost NASCAR-sponsored... So he's a Superman superhero. type. He's, like, the hero of the city, and he, he's got, like, sponsors all over yeah. his, his suit. He reminded me of, um... What's his name's character? Uh, Phil Ma- character from Megamind? the... Megamind? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um... Yeah, the, that was that was a highlight for me. Uh, I can't think of it. I mean, everything else felt very um, just obnoxious to me. The, the, even Eddie Izzard and, and uh, his uh, his uh, cohort uh, as um, as like the disco um, yeah the disco boys the disco boys yeah. yeah. What I liked the most about them was just the music that kept playing around them. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious, but that was the only. Thing. Yeah, when they would come in and they'd have disco tunes playing. I mean, it could have been built up better as a um, as a supervillain plot with Casanova, Frankenstein. Jeffrey Rush is good in that regard, but it just devolves into hokiness constantly. Every scene has like there's no there's no consistency to it. It just gets hokey, 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 and then. Uh, oh, we have a, a new. Um, th- they'll bring out uh, a, a new plot development with his uh, his his death ray, or they'll bring out a, a new development with um, Tom Waits as this you know almost Q like um, inventor guy, you know like uh, James Bond's Q, and he you know makes them kind of a tank and makes them you know little weapons and everything like that. See, that I, was cool. I guess that was all right. See, the only thing I was gonna say is I really didn't like the love story they were trying to throw into the movie. What, which what with what? Uh, ben Stiller and uh, what's her name? Oh yeah, that's right. oh yeah yeah yeah. Who plays yeah, yeah. the Who plays the chick? Uh yeah. And she's famous too, which is really yeah. sad. She's well known. I can't think of her name. Lena Olin? Olin? Maybe. No, Lena Olin was the. I want to say it's a Claire Danes type, but not Claire Furlani. Claire right. Furlani, right? From Mallrats. Who is budget Claire Danes? Sure. Maybe? Yeah. Sure. Let's go. Yeah, I like Claire Forlani. Yeah, I like her That's too. That's another one whose star didn't really take off um, after uh, Mallrats and this film. And The Rock. She was uh, Sean Connery's oh, yeah, daughter in The Rock. That's right, she was. Yeah. She was. I remember her from that Jackie Chan movie too. Yeah, yeah. Mm hmm. But that's it. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, I didn't like that they shoehorned that in there either. And also, yeah, I I feel like overall the movie was. So that was the thing I always remember that I didn't like. I was like, I really didn't like the whole romance thing. I was just kind of like, yeah. Ben Stiller, you just need to be a single guy. It's you know what? It just okay. As as much as you want to to love the comedy of it, and if you haven't seen it in a while either, I think you should go back and watch it. The comedy just falls on its face constantly, and it. At least to me, in my perspective, it comes off like a movie that's trying to sell merchandise. I can right. imagine them making toys off of this. I guess. I don't remember any particular merchandise from this film. But nonetheless, yeah, I, that's, that's, my, that's yeah. my experience with it. Watching well, it again, I just did not feel like it was... And the thing about it is that America agreed with you. Because uh, Mystery Men 2 is still on hold. I think I read that it made $33 million internationally on a $68 million budget. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. So I think that, uh, you know, I, I, it didn't change my opinion. I will say it, it's uh, like we were talking about these levels of vehemently opposed to it. I'm, I'm softened on it a bit. There are highlights 
is it is it is it something I would want to buy or watch again? No, no. no it's not so good. can you give it a grade, like what you thought of it before, and maybe what you give it now? Probably gave it a. Probably gave it a big old F back in the mm-hmm. day. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. It's it's in the D plus C minus area. Okay, so There's maybe passing. Maybe it's yeah. passing. Yeah, definitely. Um, while my selection that you cho- by the way we didn't say you chose mine I yes. chose yours and uh, fate and chose fate Monique. chose Mo- Monique's yeah. um, so while people might not think mine is as uh, abrasive and what the fuck are you talking about yeah like where did that come from uh, I think that you you're gonna be yeah. handling most of the hate mail I'm just gonna say this. I think we had a good spread. Uh, of quality sure. as far as like yours being pretty mediocre yeah. Monique's being pretty horrible yeah. and then mine being yeah like you said like what the fuck is wrong with you you <laughs> profess to like movies but, right. uh, for being a filmmaker for being uh, someone who's uh, a film buff for being I love s- movies and for someone who loves sci-fi you like I science fiction movies I sci-fi yeah um, what, what movie did you have to watch? so I had to watch a film that uh I've gotten yelled at by lots of different people over the years for why don't I like this movie. Uh, Blade Runner. Well, I I had to watch Blade Runner because historically I have not liked Blade Runner. I saw it. Why? I I watched it when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. and That's the first time you saw it was in high school. That's the only time I saw it was in high school. And I I, I didn't like it and I haven't watched it since because as we've said I, I don't revisit movies let me let me relay real quick my first experience with Blade Runner sure I saw a a VHS cover of it like in a in a in a you know a blockbuster not even a blockbuster mm-hmm. it was before blockbuster and I saw it and I was like that looks fucking awesome he's got a fucking gun on the cover it looked yeah. like an action movie and it had kind of like Star Wars in the background and okay. it looked like it was gonna be awesome so you're 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 ex- expecting sort of an off the wall sci fi yeah I'm I'm expecting you ever see you ever seen the Tom Selleck movie Runaway with the fucking spiders no no. Uh, well, the electronic spiders. Uh, I expected Runaway, and uh, what I got was a very um, almost deliberately paced uh, noir movie mm-hmm. uh, set in when, the future. So you're saying this is pre-blockbuster? When did you watch this movie? The, f- the like the first time, yeah. probably as a child, maybe around nine or ten years old. And I'm astonished that at a, as a ten year old, I didn't like it. Oh, you didn't like oh, it? Oh, I didn't like okay. it. No. Okay. I didn't see it again until I was a teenager, maybe 14 or 15, and when I saw it that time, I loved mm-hmm. it. Okay. See, so. and I was weird because I saw it when I was younger. I think I saw it in, like, late elementary, junior high school, and I loved it, but I loved the artistic part of it, too. So, so you're yeah. looking at the production design yeah. and yeah. all that and stuff. You're looking yeah. at it visually, and, but, I'm, but, did it keep your, but did it keep your attention? It did. Did it? I was weirdly... Were you, you, were you able to follow the story? I don't think the that I was that, until later. The thing is that you also have to remember the stuff that I watched with my grandma. I watched a lot of weird shit when growing up, where like the complications of the storyline. Yeah. And you have to remember, I was reading like a Tale of Two Cities in the sixth grade, okay. so I was 
a very strange child. So you were already <laughs> sophisticated enough to to enjoy. How old were? You, did you say you were junior high? I had to be. I want to say it was somewhere between. I want to say. And I, I want to say I was at least in seventh grade. Okay. But I could be wrong. So yeah, you're 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 enjoying the the visual nature of it. Do you remember? Like, when's the last time? Did you see it subsequently, or was that the last time you saw? Um, it? last time I saw it was in college because my um, teacher who actually um, taught one of my drawing classes, asked had any of us seen Blaine Runner. And I was one of like two or three kids in the whole entire class, which was like 15, 20 women. And none, none of them had seen the movie except for three of us. And he pretty much made all of us watch it mm -hmm. again. I was like, I'm okay with that. I did, you, totally sure. watch it. did you follow the story already oh, yeah. at all times? Okay, so here's my thing. When I, add, when I bring up the Plus story... Plus Roger Howard in it. I love him. Surely. Um, when I bring up like my first experience as a kid and everything... Was your experience as seen in high school, mm -hmm. did you see the cover and think that it was something that no. it was going to be something else? I think for me, what it was, was I, in high school, I went through this period of like really wanting to digest a ton of like classic movies mm -hmm. that I had read about and heard about. And that's when I, I watched, you know, like Casablanca and, you know, um, like Die Hard I'd never seen until high school. You know, like all, all these movies that I'd heard about, I definitely heard about Blade Runner as like, you know this is an amazing movie, I need to check it out. So that's when I, I pursued it, I would say, mm -hmm. you know. And did you, when you saw, but when you saw it, uh -huh. did, did, was your expectation any different? Did you see the cover art? Did you yeah, know, did you, had yeah. you heard what the story was, like just from, I, you I know, your friends or whatever? Sort of, well, I didn't have friends that really watched <laughs> movies per se. Um, yeah, uh, my the favorite film of, of my high school classmates was probably Blank Man at the time. Um, <laughs> Another movie much like Mr. Which Man. I loved. That's actually... It's, I, I was going to say, Blank Man's good. Don't hold on, that. hold on. When was the last time you saw Blank Man? Uh, I remember liking it, but that was like 15 years ago. My mom has a weird love for the Wayans, so I've seen a lot of Wayans. When did mm -hmm. you see Blank Man? The last time I probably saw it was probably Two in weeks college. Ago. Probably okay. in college. And you liked it still? Yeah. Okay. But I happen to really like Maybe a lot holds of the up. Wayne movies. I like a lot of the Wayne movies. Blank Man, Except Meteor for Man. Except White Chicks. I don't like White yeah, Chicks. Yeah, Meteor Man. Tales from the Hood. I don't like White Chicks, though. No, no. White, Chick, terrible White Chicks is way after that generation of movies. Way after. Yeah, but White I'm just Chicks. saying. But I'm just saying for the construction of Wayne movies, that's a horrible, oh, horrible, horrible movie. So I, I guess I'm not sure what I was expecting other than I figured I would love it. Okay. And I knew Harrison Ford, loved Harrison Ford from yeah. the indie movies, obviously, in Star Wars. And so everything should tell you yeah. this is the movie for you. Sure, sure. But yeah. my question really is, it's around the hype. Did you create the hype for yourself? Or do you think that it was, you know... I guess I created it for myself from yeah. understanding that this... Like, I, I knew it was a classic movie. Right. Definitely, you know. And I wouldn't say that I hated it when I watched it. Um, I actually wrote down some notes, which I don't have with me yeah. here, but I, I wrote down some notes just kind of like before I watched the movie, just kind of remembering what I didn't like about it. Mm -hmm. And I seem to remember um, that I couldn't really follow the plot that, that right. well. Right. I didn't understand it. I thought it was very slow. Right. I thought it was kind of boring, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was kind of obtuse yeah. as a movie. Like I couldn't really get into it. Um, and I actually wrote this down, um, uh, poor acting. <laughs> For who? From Harrison um, Ford? I, no, not from Harrison Ford. I remember like not really liking Sean Young or uh, yeah. Daryl 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 Hannah's. Well, Daryl Hannah. She only yeah. has Splash yeah. as a good movie. Daryl Hannah is a couple rung. I, I'm sorry for Daryl Hannah fans out there, yeah. but she's a couple rungs above Kim Basinger. She's not that great. But she's been in some great movies. Yeah, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, So I completely understand that. Like my first experience with it, maybe even my first couple experiences with the movie was that it was boring, drawn out. The plot is supposed to be a certain level of dense because of noir. I mean, noir is well. I get. I get that now. I mean, that's kind of getting into like my my viewing of it uh, last night. But I totally get the noir sense of it right now, having you know become a big fan of a lot of noir movies. Sure. You know, you can definitely. It's interesting that you're so. Huh? Oh, I, I was trying to think of what else she's been in. I was like, oh yeah, she wasn't kill the Kill Bill films. Who? Yes, Daryl Hannah. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. I was thinking of movies I actually yeah, liked. Yeah, she was. That still she's pretty good. In I'm trying to think of movies like. She's pretty Roxanne. good. Roxanne. Oh, yeah. About that. Yeah. Okay, so she has a few. So yeah. I still don't really think of highly of her though. I can yeah. under I can understand that. I feel like the the expectation right. is that it's uh you know what's interesting to me is that you're watching Casablanca at the same time. Yeah. And you love that movie. For I love that song? movie. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a movie, like, for as much as I, I don't revisit movies after I decide that I don't like them, if I like a movie, I'll watch it over and over yeah. again. Like, I watch Casablanca at least a few times a year. Yeah. You know, definitely. But yeah, didn't didn't really like it. And then I will say that since watching Blade Runner and then going to film school and meeting all of you guys, yeah. and it sort of coming out that I didn't like Blade Runner, shame. at that point, it's like, well, now I want to be original and cool, and I want to say that I don't <laughs> like Blade Runner because it makes people unhappy, you know? It definitely made you unhappy, yeah. and everybody yeah. that I talk to that loves movies, yeah. and I say, hey, you know, Blade Runner, eh, not that good. Can't you know, it. we get into some fun arguments. So, yeah. so I would say That's that true. I didn't really like... What's that? The thing is, is that when I talk to people and people, like, whenever I talk to people who even know what Blade Runner is, it's always people who don't like sci-fi fantasy films. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I had heard that from you, I totally would have grouped you in that group. Yeah. Then talking to you about other stuff, then I would have been like, it makes It kind of makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Why that movie is the holdout. Yeah, exactly. I think, I I would say that initially I I didn't really like it, or I'd say I was pretty indifferent to it. But over the years, it's it's been more. I want to be independent yeah, yeah. and cool, yeah, yeah. and different. Well, having wa- like last night, you watched the final cut version, which uh-huh. is just a little bit of refinement on the director's cut, yeah, which was, everybody seems to. I love. was reading about it a little bit, and it seems like, other than removing the voiceover, yeah, a lot of the revisions made for the final cut were basically just you know yeah. technical, yeah, like you know removing crew shadows yeah. from mm-hmm. certain things and fixing effects yeah. and things like that. So for the most part, it is the director's cut. Yeah. Um, what was your reaction? Uh, my reaction to watching it again is that I've never been more fucking wrong about something <laughs> in my entire life. And yeah, that's pretty good. If you're going to be wrong about something, it might as well be your opinion about a classic film and not, sure. you know, like, oh, yeah. that's not my baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so okay, wait. I would actually look forward to watching No Mori, okay? Yeah, hey. I have a cousin who was on there. Fair enough. You don't want to be wrong about that, that, no. that baby you didn't save yeah, exactly. from the burning... Exactly. If this, is, if this is the greatest mistake that I've made in my young life, then uh, I'm good. okay with that. Doing pretty but good. yeah, I was completely wrong yeah. about it. I, yeah. I will say that having watched it again, um, it's still hard to follow for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't think that I'm an idiot, but yeah. I think that uh, they make a few weird leaps in the story yeah. that don't. That, yeah, it's that a lipti- don't it, it's a li- yeah, it's elliptical. It do- it doesn't have, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't do a good job of, of keeping that that thread going. Yeah. It's not that that it, that it needs to hold your hand through the plot, no. but it 
it needs to be a little less dense. But then again, I mean, most noirs are dense. Well, I also wanted it to be more in keeping with yeah. noir than it actually was. Because it starts off and it, it sort of has all the noir tropes. Right. You know, you got this detective, this, you know, spider woman that mm-hmm. walks into his life and this mystery that he's solving. And then it becomes less and less about yeah. him solving this mystery and tracking down these yeah. people and they just kind of come to him. Yeah. But at that point, I feel like you have to let go of, of the noir uh, preconceptions mm-hmm. and just let it play right. out. And right. then you, I think you enjoy it more. Right. Two things. Has it ever made you kind of want to maybe look at reading the book that's based on? I mean, I'd be more it's interested... The story. It's a novella. Well, I mean, the story. I'm yeah. sorry. I'd be more interested in reading it now because I've, I've gotten uh, recently into, uh, I want to say, uh, Harlan Ellison is the author that I'm thinking of, but I've been reading a lot of his short stories and yeah. I think I think I'd enjoy it more now. You know? Or would you like... Because like, another thing that I, I tend to do, especially when it comes to like movies that are similar to that, if you constantly kind of not constantly rewatch it, but if you rewatch it again, you catch more things. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that could be the other suggestion. Yeah, totally. Me. I mean, I think I think it's definitely a movie that I'd want to revisit. Yeah, there it, it definitely rewards rewatches. I, yeah, I think from the very first frame, though, like from the first, uh, you know, after the opening crawl, you get like that mad shot and the you know the cityscape. I'm like, well, I was I was wrong about this. Yeah, you know, the production. It's like you were saying, the production design really draws you in. Everything's hand painted. Sure. And a lot of the stuff is hand drawn and give you Matt. that illusion. Sorry, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm weirdly Matt, obsessed with yeah. the, the really world that they Matt. build is is so impressive off yeah. the bat that it's hard to to yeah. look at it and go, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. No, exactly. it, you can't. Like, it's exactly. it's amazing. Part Metropolis, you know. Part mm-hmm. Johnny Mnemonic. I mean, yeah. no, <laughs> Johnny yeah, Mnemonic probably. probably. So probably try to do a remake of it. Yeah, yeah probably. There are, well, he's already working on the sequel. They should do a remake. The where, wait, of Johnny Mnemonic? No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Johnny Mnemonic is a great movie, and uh, that but is. You know, here's the thing. That's like, a when I saw Johnny stretch. Mnemonic, I saw it on on pay per view back when it came out, mm-hmm. and I'm like, ah, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And then Blade Runner for yeah. 15 years. Like, no, that's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, but I John Mnemonic I love right I love off the bat. Yeah. The fucking guy who's got, what, 50 megabytes, 500 megabytes in his head? His head, and that was amazing yeah, storage yeah. capacity. It was. Yeah. Uh, you I had just, me at, at whip, um, laser whip fingernail yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, event, the, the only thing that I remember from that movie is that Takeshi Katano's in it for about 15 minutes, or sure. 5 minutes. I think he gets his head cut off. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. and uh, then I remember Ice Tea. That's all I remember. Yeah, yeah. Dolph Lundgren as the priest. Oh, yeah, as the yeah. priest. Yeah. Which is very, very much like Helsing. The priest with the... No, no, no. I know. I remember the priest part. I just... I don't remember Kitano being in it. He's, uh, he's like the Japanese businessman. Yeah. He dies that, like five yeah. minutes in Yeah, he's, he's in uh, it for a blink. Because yeah. I was like, but, I was um, like, I know my Kitano. I was like, yeah, I remember <laughs> being in it. But yeah, getting back Speaking to a, little bit a, a sci-fi movie that's just as good as Johnny Mnemonic, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. What was the original grade and what's the new grade? I mean, my original grade, I, I would say... Like, realistically. I'm, realistically, I'm probably a C+. Plus yeah. Because I didn't hate it right. when it when I saw it. You're but I was a little very indifferent to it. Yeah. I was bored by it. I didn't really pay attention to it. And I didn't really appreciate it as, as a classic film. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, it's an A. Yeah. It's definitely an A. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. You know? Good, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad that you gave it another chance. How, how did you... Did you watch it with Rachel? Um, you know what's funny is that like I was watching it by myself because uh, she was watching uh, the new episode of Downton Abbey, 
Um, downtown Abbey. Downtown. Downtown. Downtown Abbey. Downtown Abbey. And then she came in uh, for like the last 45 minutes and just kind of sat down and started watching it with me. Yeah. She watched it with me through the end. She's like, yeah, I really like she's, it. She's seen it before? Or just yeah. Before? No, she'd seen it before. What was your... How did you feel about that ending? Uh, two things. What did you feel about the ending, the Rutger Hauer part? Right. And what did you feel about the the um, more uh, aggressively uh, talked about, debated ending with uh, uh, with Deckard? Well, see, that's the thing. is I don't really remember the original ending because mm-hmm. it had been a long time since yeah. I'd seen it. So for me, this might as well have been the movie. Right. I, don't, I can't compare it to the original because right. I don't really remember it that well. Um, was it was it mind blowing though that uh, it kind of like that last kind of like well, soliloquy and, and yeah, his yeah. death and everything? And that, that's the thing. Like Rutger Hauer obviously is creepy in every single movie that yeah. he's in. I really liked him in this movie. Um, yeah, no, I, I really like the ending. It, it's that it's going back to that noir mm-hmm. uh, sort of preconception fading away as the movie goes on. You're not really. Yeah. You you kind of are rooting for him to to kill the the, the robots as you go through, but. You know, as as he does, you kind of realize that they're not bad. Yeah, they're not bad people. Yeah. They're not really they're not really harming anybody or yeah. doing anything wrong. So they're just uh, you know uh, uh, misappropriated yeah. computers. Yeah, and yeah. then and then with Rudger Howard kind of pulling his punches at the end of the movie, yeah. you you don't feel that he needs to die. You're not like rooting for Harrison Ford to kill him at that yeah. point. And then yeah. he gives his and then he saves his life. Yeah, and gives that sort of like really beautiful monologue about. Uh, tears in rain. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and then you know, and then dies. Right. Yeah. I was gonna know. say, does it make you love Roger Howard even more? He's pretty it, good. You know, it does. It's pretty good. Because I love him. Because I thought yeah, he's so great. much that he's. I good. thought he was a real asshole in the Hitcher, though. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he was an asshole. He was kind of a jerk. See, yeah. Thomas Hell didn't. Just that. <laughs> I still love him so much. <laughs> Dude. So um, we're not gonna get deep into the I, the stuff, but what do you think about the? Uh, the the open ended um, ambiguous I, way. That I like the it. open ending. I like the fact that one one they don't spell out what the deal with Deckard is. Yeah. You know, there's lots of theories as to whether or not he's actually a replicant. I think he is. Yeah. I think it makes sense that he yeah. is. I think that's um, what Ridley Scott says. Yeah. In interviews, Harrison Ford doesn't want him to. Right. Yeah. He and he plays it that way. Yeah. And actually, I'll say that this was not my favorite performance from Harrison Ford. Yeah. That's one thing that I, I didn't mention was watching the movie. I really liked seeing young Harrison Ford and watching him swagger around and like, yeah, this is great. This is more Harrison Ford uh, being cool. I didn't think that this was his best performance. Yeah, I can see um, it. But I get that. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying it's worse than Crystal's? Um, you know, Crystal Skull. I don't want to get into a controversy here, but I don't hate Indiana Jones four in the way that. Oh! 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 Ladies and gents. Oh my God! Ladies and gents, he, he, he exchanged, he, he, brought, he brought Blade Runner back to the video store yeah. and, and took, a new, took a new piece of crap with him. I'm not saying that it's great, or, you know, I just don't, I felt this way. We have to do a sequel just so you can revisit that. I felt this way since we saw it. When, when we saw it, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, you came out of that movie with foam Vile, in yeah. mouth. So did everybody who grew up on Indiana Jones. Well, but but I I didn't hate it. I mean, I was just like, what's wrong with you? Like, that wasn't very good. <laughs> what was the what was the rating? What was the rating you would give it when you saw it? I'd give it a B. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. This guy gives Indiana Jones crystal skull. Yeah. A higher grade. Yeah. When he first saw it, 
fucking place. Yeah, when you first saw Moonrise. What the fuck is wrong with you? I didn't dislike it. You know, oh man. Yeah, you're exchanging your one hipster <laughs> attitude for another hipster attitude. I'm I gotta have crying some hipster, right now right? because I mean, my soul is dying slowly. This is ridiculous. You heard it here first, this people. I, I if mean, you see, if you see Dan, hit him in the arm. It's definitely the worst <laughs> Indiana Jones movie. Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> he okay. saved himself just a yeah. little bit. Daniel. What? I think we might have to be arch nemesis. Alright. All well, that, that bonding we, that we just did. I got something that'll change your mind. Remind me before we finish this. Okay. I will. Ch- they will change your mind about me. Okay. About you? About me. But your opinion you want it on the? You yeah. want it on the record? Yes. Okay. Your opinion of me will go up at least one letter grade. One letter grade. Yeah. Out of twenty-six letters. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, and then the last movie that we're going to talk about today is actually a movie that we all saw very recently. Maybe. Even a couple nights ago. Yeah. Um, it is widely regarded as the godfather of bad movies or the Gone with the Wind of bad movies. I mean, even it's though no, I hate Gone with the Wind. It's no The Bowman Trilogy. <laughs> it is. But it's pretty It is not. It's, the, it's we, more widely I, known. We have done, we have put it on wax, our feelings of Vince Bowman. Yeah. And we have not talked at length about Tommy Wiseau, but The Room is a movie that uh, you and I certainly love. I love it. It's probably more to do with the cult and the uh, the, the, the the feeling around yes. the man than yes, the movie. Before we kind of experienced a live screening of it, yeah. we we found the trailer uh, yeah. thanks to uh, Fred and Bessie, yeah. I would say, put it in, in, in my, my lap. Uh-huh. Um, and we all watched it together as a group, yeah. right? And loved it. Yeah. And we're making our own jokes, and yeah. it's just hilarious. I think but this Dan, was even before they were really doing screenings. But Dan, it. this is not about you and me. That's true. This is about someone else and her opinion of it. What are you looking at? Oh, I'm just looking up some things that actually were influenced by the room, which is really sad. What's what? There seems to be a lot of stuff on car- on uh, Adult Swim and Cartoon Network. That oh, yeah, really, that. Really, yeah. Really He's been on, uh, what, Tim and Eric? Yeah. Right? He's been on a couple different... Uh, what they call alternative comedy so, shows. So the first thing you have to do, Momo, is tell us what your initial thoughts were of the room when you first saw it. Yeah. Hated it, hated it, hated it. Okay. Now, is it because... Hold on a second. Even before you saw the room, you saw Tommy Wiseau in, on, on Colesville Road, right up front, AFI. Almost getting hit by a fucking taxi. Almost getting right. hit by a taxi. Trying play, to catch a dag on tossing, tossing footballs back and forth. Yeah. So is your original opinion of the room influenced by who the fuck is this vampire looking Stallone Wax double that yeah. looks like he's on steroids yeah that you saw outside the theater before we went in there a part of it was but the thing is is that I was intrigued because I was like so everyone's here to see this guy because <laughs> I was intrigued because I was just like I don't understand yeah and he looks like he's been you know brought back from the dead several times like like it just he looks like a vampire. Yeah. Yeah, and you know? I also was like, I think the only person in line who wasn't really excited. Actually, wait. Even when we saw it a few days ago, I was the only person in line <laughs> who was not yeah. excited about well, it. My friend that worked at the place that we saw at the bar yeah. was more excited about the movie than yeah. I was. He had never seen it. I was just like, what the hell? Yeah, was wrong Monique was the only one that wanted to fade into the background well, and not. Well, let be me ask. Seen. Let me ask you this, Monique. As far as your general movie watching taste go, do you enjoy? Movies that are so bad that they're good. Do you like the Mystery Science Theater 3000 fair? Yes and no. Okay. Um, 
there are some movies that I definitely have to see it a few times before I really, really like them. Okay. Um, and then there's some movies where I'm just like, I watch it at one time and I'm just like, what the hell is this? I sometimes will watch them two times and I'm like, still, what the hell is this? But can you find enjoyment from a film that is, that is bad? That's not, it's not mediocre, not like Underworld, I mean, not like Mystery Men or anything like that, but just, I it's mean, poorly made and, and hilariously bad. I mean, I do like, you know, one or two Ed Wood films. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I have seen Mystery Theater a few times. Mm-hmm. I don't always like it, but I think the okay. commentary is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and the peanut gallery. Well, what about like bad sci-fi movies on Sci-Fi Channel? I watch those with my grandma because she likes watching them. But do you ever like? Do you? Yes, my seventy-three-year-old grandmother loves <laughs> yeah. watching sci-fi films. But what's on sci-fi. what's your opinion on Sharknado? I actually never saw that, but my grandma did. Yeah. And she had an opinion for me, and I was just like, I hadn't seen it yet, so I couldn't give her one. Because I, I think I can speak for Greg when I say that if I see a sci-fi channel movies on and the mo- the name of the monster's in the title in some horrible pun, yeah. I'm watching that shit. Yeah. Mancito, I'm punny, there. Punny, punny movies. Punny yeah. uh, uh, disaster flicks and punny uh, monster flicks. Yeah. I mean, my thing is that I think we've talked about it many times, Is and, and Fernando's the same way. The question is... Yeah, there's a middle ground, mediocre. On this side is really good, like classic, fantastic movie. On this side, really bad, really horrible, inept movie. Can you get the same entertainment that you get from a really good movie? Can you get that same entertainment over here with the really bad movie? Usually, it has to be with who I'm with. Okay, yeah. That, like, like I told you, I've I've definitely watched some B movie, C movies, Z movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's usually the who I'm with. And usually we're watching in a small group so we can make whatever comments we okay. want during mm-hmm. the film. Right. So it's just like, it's one of those things where it just really depends on the movie. Because like, there's some movies that are bad that I like that you hate, Craig. Yeah. Because like, you still don't like Boondock Saints and I love I hate Boondock Saints. And but I'm not even going to do a sequel podcast to this you know because I saw it like, maybe a year ago. The best thing that came out of Boondock Saints is overnight... That fucking documentary right. about him. But do you just not like Troy no. Duffy? I was gonna say or Troy Duffy's a douchebag, but that movie is horrible. The, the best I part of that movie is Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is the one. Is amazing. Willem Dafoe is the one and only highlight. But are you killed by a gun? Are you also viewing it through the lens of really disliking the people that like that movie, like your your average frat boy? Yes. It's extra, the... it's extra textural because we grew up in a time that was all Tarantino movies or S- S- Kevin Smith movies or the movie that was really popular when we went into college was Boondock Saints. I would say that Boondock Saints is probably not as good as everyone th- seems to remember it being, yeah. but it's it's probably not as bad as you think it is based well, on its fan base. It's one of those movies when I no, first it's, saw it. No, no, no. It's, not it's t- one of those movies where I first saw it. That I did not like it, but it was the group of people that I watched it who constantly wanted to see it, and I, don't I had not dislike only friends it. in high school, but I had friends in college that loved it, so I kept seeing it. I don't dislike over it. Be- over I don't. Again. I don't dislike it because of the people that like it. I dislike it because it's not a good movie. I saw it recently to even do the the layer cake treatment right. for myself. Uh, I saw it maybe a year or two ago, and it is a piece of shit movie. Well, but then I I'm weird because I like stuff like sometimes I don't see. Don't movies. apologize for your taste. You well, like no, what you no. like. I like. I think I have a really good taste of movies. But you like what you like. It's but a subjective thing. I also thing. sometimes see stuff very in a more cinem- 
cinematographer way. Yeah, like visually. Like yeah. you said with, with Blade Runner. Yeah, and it was the same with my Blueberry Night. Someone gave it to me. That's a, that's a beautiful, that is a beautiful visually su- stunning movie. It's not a great movie, but it's visually yeah. stunning. Yeah, so I'm one of those people, like, I may not like every single thing. So what was your reaction? Let's get back to the point. What huh. what was your reaction to seeing the room the first time when we were at AFI? What was this trash that you guys all just made me see, and why did everyone else come out happy except for me? And why? And like it wasn't the fact that I was thrown off by because I've seen Rocky Horror and I I've done Purple Rain, so I, I know people who dress up in like the. Was there anything just, funny about it to you? Like anything was that so was ridic- amusing? I just thought it was so ridiculous. I was just like. <laughs> I'm not understanding. Like, I literally get to the point where I was bored, too, and I started falling. I think the first time you complained or something that I fell asleep through a part of it. Like, I, just, I didn't get it. I don't remember that. Well, here, here's one thing that was... Is that the first time you've seen the movie? Was that that AFI screening? Yeah. All right. I think that if you... If that's the first time you watch it in, in that live environment, mm-hmm. it's very loud. Yeah. It's very raucous. And a lot of the jokes, a lot of the right. things that people are yelling are very contextual with right. things that are going on in the film. Right. I well, would say what that... Actually said. Because, to be, yeah. to, to yeah. be fair, also, you have not, to this point, seen the movie without being in the audience. Because the first time that Rachel saw it was at home with me. Yeah. And we were just kind of watching it and cracking jokes about it. And she's, you know, paying attention to the story and right. the dialogue and just how awful it is. And right. she, she got all those, all that, you know, all those jokes um, and, then, and then watched it live. And I think she had a, a better yeah. time than... And you true. did your first time that you watched it live. Though, on this time, the, the, the couple nights ago when we saw it, uh, all three of us, we did... She did... I was pointing out things that she didn't notice six before. Of us, but okay. Well, yeah, I understand, but the three of us are right here. So, the thing that I, uh, that I remember was that she didn't... She didn't notice things the first time that she went to see it when mm. we were at AFI, but at E Street... She, uh, I sort of was pointing out, you know, uh, uh, Lisa's neck muscle, oh, yeah. yeah, alien thing. That was the part that got me this time. I was, yeah, crying. And I also yeah. was <laughs> drinking wine as I was uh, ah, watching it. Right. Being a little inebriated also helps. Yeah, definitely. And I was definitely nursing it for a decent amount in the movie, sure. so yeah. it really helped. I also had a really funny like black couple behind me yeah. that was hilarious. They were interracial. They were really good. Oh, were they interracial? Yeah, black woman, white man. Oh, I totally didn't realize that. But they were... She was hilarious. She was okay. She she was... Kind of obnoxious. Well, she she had the funny. frequency anyway. She had a lot. She was and throwing the a lot out there. To me, the one guy next to me was like really silent, but his two friends were pretty funny too. Right. So I actually think I just I had a better. What was different about this time that wasn't the first? That you knew you knew what to expect. I think. And okay, before we went to the movie. And I finally, someone finally told me what the hell the spoons were about, because I totally didn't get that the first time. I told you the first time. There were pictures of spoons. I didn't understand it. I was like, what the hell is wrong with you Ridiculous. When we got, we got there beforehand, and and they were signing the book and the, 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 uh, the posters and everything. Tommy and Greg Zestero was there too. Uh... What about like all of what? What about all the cult around it, the the fans and everything, and then like their intro and Q and A beforehand? Did you find any of that entertaining to to witness? Um, the blessing was hilarious. Yeah, because he totally kept changing it up, and I thought that was pretty. Funny. <laughs> that man knows how to work a live crowd. Man. He does. He, he does a great job. He does. I don't understand what his accent's supposed to be. Nobody does. I think yeah. recently it's come out partly because of the book. Um, they have mentioned it and kind of done some research and they've pinned it down that he's Polish. But is he really or is it a character though? 
That's a good question. I still question. can't. I still can't. He's from New Orleans when he was at the last one. Yeah, he uh, he's been he's been pushing that uh, that story. I think that it's uh, whether whether the disaster artist book is feeding into the mythology of Tommy mm-hmm. with so I'm not sure, but yeah, it, it, he could still be playing a character. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. It was cool meeting Greg Sestero. Yeah. He seemed like a nice guy. He is a nice guy. And he guy. was rocking that drive jacket, man. He yeah, he looked was. good. He, was wearing, good he was wearing a, a white with a scorpion yeah. on the back jacket. That's, uh, yeah, they they always seem to do this. I've, I've seen them um, in person. Uh, this is the third time. And same way of, of working the crowd. You know, the, he lets Tommy go, go crazy because he knows everyone's there to see Tommy mm-hmm. acting the way that he does. Oh, there was also a, a marriage proposal at the but Do you believe that screening. marriage proposal was real? I, sure. Why not? Sure. You know? I didn't believe it. Blessed by Tommy Wiseau? That's assuming, probably the best way to get married. Assuming that she's as big of a fan of the yeah. film as he is, I think that's I think that's right. Yeah, that he didn't rope her yeah. into it. Yeah. No, I think, I think definitely. You know, you'd have to pick your audience. Like if you because I've seen I've seen marriage proposals in front, and actually I re- realized that the last time I saw a marriage proposal was not with you, Greg. It was at a concert with mm. uh, Megatron and um, Rebecca. So okay. I've realized that. And to that's me, her. That's her Christian name, Megatron. Megatron. Yeah. I'm sorry, Meg, but. On the podcast, we have to go back. We'll get to that. We don't plug things in the middle. <laughs> we plug things at the end. Okay, whatever. Um, okay, I hope my podcast is becoming more popular. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. words. You do. You All do. Tea, no shade. I'm sorry. You, you know what the problem is, Greg? You need to talk about more Teen Wolf. I need to, I I need to have a niche. I have to have yeah. a niche audience. Yeah. Um... So yeah, so to me that felt really romantic and really real. I, mm. I just I felt that marriage proposal was something that kind of knew was going to happen. Like I just yeah. based on her reaction, it's just a whole lot of things. But I mean, it was still cute for people who right. aren't the romantic hearts. Like were me. you? I, I looked over a couple times, knowing I was trying to gauge your reaction to a lot of this, and I looked over a couple times and I saw you smiling. I saw I saw you giggling. Did you because, fall asleep? No, she didn't. Fall I didn't fall asleep either. this time. I'm actually shocked. Yeah. And like I said, there are certain things that I caught. I did try to focus a little bit more on the movie this time. And like I said, I, I understood more of the jokes this time. Mm-hmm. I think also having the smaller theater, yeah, kind of helped. I with said that. I said this to her, and it was absolutely true. The first time she saw it was at the AFI, and it was in the biggest theater they mm-hmm. have there, and it was like half full. And we, you know, they were doing the shtick and everything, but it's a theater for, like, showing Lawrence of Arabia. Mm-hmm. It's not a theater. So when we saw it with Bessie that one time, we were at East Street, and it was in a very small theater, and it was absolutely packed to the brim. And so there was only, like, 15 feet from the screen. You remember there's, like, four rows and then yeah. two in the back? and. It was just so intimate that it was perfect. Like, and we were in a classroom Every almost. time I've ever been to AFI, it's always been for a movie, and usually the movie sold out. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where I'm used to having, like, a pack. Like, it's, I'm used to having such a artsy, very smart-thinking thing. Yeah. And AFI, I don't know. I think that threw it off, too, for me. Right. But um, even for East Street Theater, like, I've seen all, like, really smart movies there. Like but, art um, films and stuff. But I, I also tend to drink wine whenever I'm there. Right. So, I don't know. East Street, does, East, East Street does a great thing where they, they're trying to keep the midnight movie alive. So, they have a lot of cult things going on. They, they've shown the room consistently. Rocky oh, Horror Picture Show I consistently. Used to sh- I used to go there and watch, uh, when they used to do Johnny Darko. I used to yeah. go to Johnny Darko during high school all the time there. Yeah. So, I, used to, I used to frequent... So so maybe, you know, I think this time we saw it a couple nights ago. I think this was in a, a middle 
between that big, big theater and that really small theater. Mm -hmm. So you got a better sense of the audience. I'm still thinking, you know, it's interesting you, you, that, that we, we pinpointed it. But yeah, you've seen it twice already and you haven't seen it where you can actually focus on it. You've mm -hmm. always seen it with the crowd behind, really behind it. Do I really see it again, well, at, the, at this point, you know, yeah, at this you point, probably want to wait at least yeah, six months before yeah. you... I was going to say, I'm like, I don't know if I really time. should, should yeah. judge myself Distance. to that yet again. Yeah. Okay, what was, um, the, what was the grade that you gave it the first time you saw it at AFI? F. Uh, straight up F. Now, is that, is that for the film itself or for the experience as a whole? Like, you didn't enjoy it? All your of day? it. Yeah, okay. All of it. Okay. And so this a couple nights ago, what's the what's the grade now? I'll probably say it might be a D D minus. A D or a D minus. Yeah. Okay. It actually grew a little bit on me. Yeah. Okay. There were definitely some points. By this that time I liked. in twenty twenty five, it'll be an A A minus. <laughs> yeah, no. Be. If it goes up exponentially, yeah. <laughs> no. Definitely. Um, I think, like I said, I I think it was the fact that it was a smaller theater. I caught more jokes. I finally understood what the hell the spoon thing was, even though, I mean. Who really wants to get pelted by spoons? I, um, you know, I will say that... Oh, by um, the way, Dan, I'm sorry. I threw a spoon at you. You threw it at... Well, that's fine. She, no, that's, it, it fell on her shoulder, and then she took it and, and threw just it on your head. <laughs> unless, unless it's the spoon that went into my popcorn. Because, you know, it's all no, fun and games. No, it definitely hit you. It's all fun and games until a spoon lands yeah, in popcorn. a germy spoon. A germy spoon, and that, you know... That what you talking about? You, what you do is you toss the spoon, you take that first layer off, um, and you keep eating. That's true. Well, it was a big bag of popcorn. What were you saying about the spoons? You were saying um, that, uh, no, you just you get hit because we were yeah. sitting towards the front, yeah. so we just had a cascade of spoons. Although we were sitting off to the side, yeah. So, so we didn't bypass it. Wasn't that bad? Yeah. But those yeah. people like in the middle, four rows yeah. back, they I was got throwing my spoons at them. And yeah. then you had so. people who actually were tossing them behind. Yeah, them. yeah. yeah they were just how, throwing. That's them actually right how I get hit with the spoons the most. Is the people who were picking up and just tossing behind them. I was just like, I got hit like four times. And I was just like, dude. Right. Well, the one girl that was, it forward. Don't the one girl that was sitting next to us would just take a handful and throw them up into the air, like right above her head, and then they would just come, crashing back down. Are That's you, kind of stupid, but okay. Yeah, are yeah. you gonna Are you gonna watch the room again? Probably not, but I know you'll drag me to it, so I guess I will say yes. Okay. Are you gonna watch Blade Runner again? Of course. Yes. Am I gonna watch Mystery Men again? No. There's a slim chance. Okay. If only someone was like, I need to really revisit yeah. this again. I mean, there's so many movies out there to watch. Yeah. Plus, mm. I have to say, with it seems like all of my friends that I've, I've gained through you through YouTube pretty much all love this movie. Well, that's yeah. interesting because you said you said a couple days ago about not liking Witch's Brew, who I a, a um movie yeah, that and I'm sorry cuz your friends friend, work no, on well, it. Well, yeah, sorry my, about my, that. my 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 friends uh Dan Dan's and my friends uh uh I didn't work Chris, I, I got a special Jimmy. thanks. Yeah. They were nice. But so, like so Chris Lamartina and Jimmy George, they, they made this movie, and uh, it's part of a, you know, generally the Baltimore crowd that go, goes out for their mm -hmm. movies really enjoy it. So I had brought Monique to the uh, premiere, and first of all, it's not your cu cup of tea. You're not a big horror fanatic. Second of all, it's a uh, it's a it's a gross out horror. Which is weird because I like Asian horror psychological mm. thrillers. Well, it's, a, it's almost a different uh, it is genre. A diff it's very together. different. It's very yeah. different genre. So I don't even think there are any Asian people in it. <laughs> <laughs> so she didn't really enjoy it, but her saying that made me think. Yeah, the people that really enjoy 
Chris Lambertina's movies are people that either really like horror movies or they like gross out humor or stuff like that. And I think people who love The Room and that sense of humor, if they're on that wavelength, yeah. they like his movies. So if you yeah, didn't like which is Room. Well, I'm thinking too with you guys, it's like all you guys are like kind of film based. And I came from an artsy back, like the art background. Mm-hmm. And I, I've kind of noticed that you guys have your own kind of sense of films that you guys really like and then if you talk to my group of friends both you like from, science. But, but, <laughs> but both from my college and from my high school even even they have two different types of movies because like a lot of my high school friends were like sci-fi geeks and mm-hmm. like we were cool but like we did a whole bunch of other stuff but then you have like my college friends where we got like almost everything and anything but yeah a totally different set of films that we would have watched like mm-hmm. i was still mm-hmm. probably the most film fanatic like I was one of the few film fanatics out of my friends from college and I I was the one who helped do a film thing the first year I also ran an anime club so I don't know that kind of tosses those one out um but I also was the one who always tried to get people to go to see films all the time with me so and my films were a little bit more but I still I, I still don't think that it was your it's never been your cup of tea horror horror and gross out horror and um, Can I just say that's another thing I really don't want to watch the room is because I don't like seeing so many asses. I just don't like seeing so much. So many asses. You, you only just see, see one ass. Well, you see a you couple see, asses. You see, I, I, you probably see the most important ass. Which is really strange since I went to art school and yeah. I've probably seen way more ass than. You went to art school to see to see something that isn't generally given titillation. Yeah, probably. Tommy Wiseau's ass is pure sex. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, the sex scene's totally like. Uh, I mean, his ass has abs. It's pretty. It amazing. does. It yeah. does. It was so gross. It's a. It is a, just like the joke in uh, National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon One. It yeah. is an unmotivated. But in the moonshot, in the moonlight shot. That when Stero and that girl were having sex, all their moaning didn't match their. Oh yeah. Well, you know, what I noticed about this particular viewing of it. I think maybe the mix was bumped up a little bit, yeah. but I really could I could hear like the out of place ADR yeah. and the out of place sound effects and yeah. things like that, a lot more than I have even watching it at home. Hey, so have you seen any of like uh, um, Matt Berry in? Uh, you've seen you've seen Matt I, Berry in? Um, yeah. Well, I've been watching. Garth I watched, Marenghi, right? I watched all of Garth Marenghi, and I started yeah. watching a little bit of Snuffbox, and I yeah. really like it. I, you know. yeah. the, I think that that is part of the comedy of, of Matt Berry uh, TV shows, yeah. is that those ADR lines yeah. that are like given way different tone oh, or way different acting. He's hilarious in Dark Place. Like his voice yeah. in Dark Place yeah. is so yeah. resonant. Yeah. It's amazing. And I think that yeah. that's kind of what... Um, makes uh Tommy was so endearing at, in some of those ports because when he does his yeah. eh, you know it just yeah. does not match his huh yeah yeah, yeah it's so yeah. good so good uh sidebar have you seen President's Day Monique no because Greg's in President's she, Day no she's seen the opening she's yeah, seen the opening where opening. we say I love you Wall Street yeah yeah, I've actually seen the opening of it, but I have not seen anything else past that yeah. um, it's really good great cinematography too I agree because Nice Guys Productions was yeah. on there. What was so, the thing you were gonna tell her that's gonna bump your grade up? Um, it's not really. I'm sorry, podcast. It's not really. It's more of a visual. Okay. <gasps> Is that for me? It's for you. Oh my god! Thank you. Nice. I love it. So that should forgive any uh, any. He taste literally. 
pulled his penis out and put it that on our coffee not table. True. I need that photos. Not true. <laughs> we need to take photos. Oh my I, god. I was at the Asian store today, so I figured I'd pick up a little something from Momo. It's a. Uh, if you guys are familiar with Yan Yan, it's sort of a pocky stick type thing. Yeah. But this is a Hello Kitty themed uh, chocolate yeah. treat. From so Momo. where did he, where was his grade before and where is his grade now? Well, I mean, Dan's always been kind of coasting, see? see that's, that's my life, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and where is he at now? How come I'm a B? A solid B. A letter grade. Solid B. Yeah, made good. Because you know what? Because you did get, you gained a lot of points. I would have said B+. Plus. You actually yeah. were coasting B+, B plus, but yeah. you did say one or two things I didn't like, so. Fair enough. But I will give you a B and a high five. High five. Boom. That's awesome. Right we're there. still arch nemesis, though. I can, I can deal. Pl- Plug Stantiag. Um, not that nice.com. Uh, nice guy prod or at nice guy prod. For Are Twitter. you ever on Twitter? Uh, yeah, I'm doing Twitter. Okay. I, it's the time of year where I, I activate my Twitter account. It comes out of its little hidey hole. I send a few tweets out and then <laughs> six months, six more months. Later. <laughs> so yes, find me uh, at nice guy prod or at peaceman three six zero. And also, uh, um, what's the name of the damn web series? Black mm-hmm. Man's Guide to Surviving mm-hmm. the Zombie Apocalypse. Yes. Um, Zombiesarefriends.com. Episodes uh, seven and eight are forthcoming. I promise. Is that the end? That's, of the, the, that's the end for the season. Our um, our main actor Evan Thomas Mack moved to uh, Las Vegas. LV. Huh. Uh, yeah, and I think he might be California bound with his beautiful bride uh, Heidi. So he'll be back uh, to work on more episodes down the line. But for now, that uh, the last two coming out is what it is. That's what we got. And we got that and more vlogs coming out as well. Right so. on, Monique. You have. You have some plugs. My girlfriend has some plugs, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! That means that she's kind of losing her hair. She's got plugs. She's got hair plugs. <laughs> Go ahead. What do you think? Dan? Okay, that's so mean. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Well, um, I'm actually a part of a new podcast that talks about... Um, we mainly focus on the, the horrid show, yet weirdly good, Teen Wolf show. It's junk food. It is. It's, it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah. But we also talk about other things like Supernatural, and we'll talk about Buffy and Arrow. And we talk about a whole lot of different shows. Um, pretty much you can follow us. Uh, What's the name of the podcast? Oh, it's Beacon Hills After Dark. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look for us on Tumblr, it is B-H-A-D Girls Club. Um, if you're going to our Twitter, which we have gotten replies from cast members of the show. That's impressive. That's which awesome. is awesome. Yay, we're hoping to get another one tonight. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, it is at B A H D. Beacon Hills. I'm sorry. H A D. I'm sorry. B H A. That's the dyslexia. You gotta get all that stuff in there. I know. Sorry. Okay. Hush. B H A D podcast? Is that what it is? Podcast. This is Twitter. It's our Twitter. We're about to get on iTunes, but you can definitely find us on SoundCloud. If you go through our Tumblr, you can definitely get all the episodes that are up so far. We're always looking for more people, and um, there's three wonderful, funny hosts, and we pretty much just ramble and talk yeah. and drink and eat as we go. Who, who are your hosts? Oh, well, I'm Momo. My other two hosts is Sticky Keys, and <laughs> she has the dirtiest name ever, and Megatron, and yes, we did name her after Transformers. <laughs> um, and I like to, whenever I, I... Oh, we also have a, um, we have a Instagram, too. 
But I've been lazy. Haven't used that yet. I haven't used it yet. As you can tell, they're they're a burgeoning podcast, but they're already on top of social media like a motherfucker. We are, and we actually have like some followers. We actually That's have awesome. we have forty four people on our Tumblr following us already, and we've only been up for about three weeks. That's it's, great. We're doing really really good. That's um, great. And yeah, you know, it's mostly sarcasm. And it's mostly, like I said, a lot of free... Do you have to watch the show in order to listen to the podcast? I would say no, because we do talk about other stuff. And we, like I said, we're making fun of the cast. We make fun of the show. Yeah. We talk about Supernatural. We did a whole, like, whole 45 minutes on Supernatural alone. Do you, do you so, have to have watched the Teen Wolf movie starring Michael J. Fox? So. I actually, I think it would be a better if you <laughs> even, did. Even, do you reference it every okay. now and then? Even though, even though it has nothing to do with the TV show? They actually reference it in, uh, they actually reference movies every now and then in, um, in the show. And Team Wolf was one of them. They, they uh. reference, I caught the, um, American Werewolf in London reference. Cause I, other people never quote. I'm like, you can't be referencing this to like ten year olds. I would think that it would be hilarious if your prerequisite to listen to your podcast was you had to have seen the movies. Yeah, the movies have nothing to do but <laughs> Jason right, Bateman and Michael J. Fox. There's a sequel to that. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's yeah. just a lot of fun. Congratulations! And like I said, we like to make a lot of just really great no uh, nonsense. Uh, Shade at that mm-hmm. show, <laughs> and hopefully, once this is really starting, we're gonna do our milk and punny podcast. Mm-hmm. That's a another punny name for uh, for something. It's actually a sci-fi movie. Actually, <laughs> I don't like puns or sarcasm, so I won't be listening. But I'm gonna tell my friends that do enjoy those things to listen. Yes. Like I said, yeah. we make fun of a lot of stuff. Um, we do like the branch out and talk about other things. We do games and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a fun podcast. I do a little engineering on it, and uh, I do stick around and hear them talk. They it, at the very pretty, it's hilarious. At the very least, they they uh, they really uh, bring amusement to the things that they're and talking. And we about. randomly have guys on our podcast like Greg, and we have Luke. We've had Luke on there who just thinks mm-hmm. it's the funniest thing to listen to because he just finds us rambling for no right. reason. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me and talking about these things. I think that it's uh, it's probably something that we uh, we do and we don't really do podcasts about is just uh, movies that that we we do make up our minds about and we say, hey, well, this isn't that. So you know, not something that I'm gonna revisit. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna hate on this movie. Who knows? You might be watching Van Helsing next week. Um, oh no! Probably not. No. Love that movie. Yeah. That Thank you happen. for giving me the chance to revisit a classic film. But, and change uh, your mind. I will not um, be taking you up on that as far as uh, Van Helsing goes. <laughs> right on. Monique, I think that you should uh, definitely uh, see The Room maybe once a week until it, until it's an A- minus in your book. I have something yummy in my mouth right now. Please do not make me throw up. That's not sexual at all. Ladies and gentlemen, see you next time. Thank you for joining Bye. us. Peace.